Hello and welcome back to the Rigori Podcast, the show that's as stylish as a Venezia kit, as controversial as Torino's transfer policy and as cynical as a Giorgio Chiellini tackle. I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi and I'm the man who's written more words about Italian football than you if you have had soft penalties and I'm joined as always by the man I consider to be the Doge of Venice, my cousin Marco, Marco Rinaldi. Marco, how are you? Uh, I would like to say fine, but we're recording this just after the Venezia Genoa game, which I'm sure we'll get. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've I've sort of continued from where we were last season in terms of uh, uh, mood. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's, it's a new division, but it's the same old story for yeah, Venezia exactly. fans. But we'll we'll get to that later. I mean, this season we're going to be jumping back and forward given the unfortunate demise of, of Venezia in a Serie A standpoint, we're going to be jumping back and forward between divisions so we can be um, ill-informed and petty about two divisions for a change. So that's something for that's something for people to look forward to. But Serie A came back with a real bang, I think, this, this weekend with a lot of goals, a lot of controversy, and above all, I think, a lot of blunders from goalkeepers and defenders. Um, the, the biggest one, I'll put this one in, is my top dog was in Fiorentina's game um, yeah. where, where poor old Ionu Radu, fresh from last season, in many people's eyes, handing the title to Milan when he was at Inter, had a, an equally, if not more, calamitous moment to give Fiorentina a, a win in the in the, in the 95th minute. Did, did you see that one, Marco? I did, yes, I saw that, and it was a pretty horrendous, <laughs> pretty horrendous error for a goalkeeper to make. Basically, coming up, jumping up for a cross, and falling into his own net. But, um, yeah, uh, you got to feel sorry for the guy, given what happened last season as well. Um, I do wonder with keepers, do you ever get over something like that? You know, especially last season's error, which did, in some ways, cost into the title. Um, it must always be playing at the back of your mind, and then when a second error like that occurs, you know, to, you've got to think the defenders in front of him won't have a lot of faith in. He's in got him. to be shell shocked by those kind of errors. I mean, that you're right. That that one. I mean, I felt some sympathy for it with this one. It was one of them sort of spiraling. It was. I mean, it was yeah. hopeless or a hopeful ball into the box, and it was spiraling. It was clearly just going to drop just under the bar. And I think. I think he was scared, maybe, of hitting the post, and and that just toppled him backwards into the goal. I mean, and he was only really outdoing um, Pierluigi Golini for Fiorentina, who not long before had managed to let a corner straight in. You know, I mean, it would give give credit perhaps to the guy that took the the corner to spot that he was off his line, but nonetheless, you like to think that a goalkeeper should be able to keep one out from the corner flag. Um, so it wasn't a greatly auspicious league debut with Fiorentina for for him either. But it, it came on a weekend, as I say, where there were a number of um, calamitous things. I mean, I spotted, although I put that in my top spot, I, I did also notice that De, De Silvestri put one into his own net yep. against Lazio, mm-hmm. which was, you know, highly unfortunate. Again, just banging off him, and they, and and then also, you know, just they seem to be Udinese seemed to have a, a chronicle of errors against Milan, where, you know, they actually went ahead through the man that loves to score against Milan, Rodrigo Becao. I think he's only scored. 
think it's five Serie A goals and three of them have been against Milan. So guess who else he scored against, James? Uh, I'm going to go a wild guess here and say possibly Venezia. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Of so, so there he goes. So I mean, yeah, it's funny because you feel that. I always feel that the moment a commentator says in the build-up to a game, you know, like and you know the strikers on a long barren run, and he hasn't managed one for twenty-six games. It dates back to you know eighteen seventy-three or something. Uh, I'm almost certain that they'll score against Fiorentina. So it shows you we all we all think we all think the same, but this time backed up by the by the facts. But I mean uh, Udinese as well. You know that was that was another one where they had a couple of calamitous errors really that, that gift I mean Milan probably worth their win but um, you know some some mistakes and also you know a bit of controversy I think about the penalty that got Milan back into that one what was your what was your view of that one Marco? I mean it, it looked pretty soft to me um, I, I, you know Milan are a team that I, I think that was the first penalty they'd had in a long time um, so they all feel it was justified and that it's about time they got one, which is fair enough, I suppose. But if I was a New Dinesi fan, I'd feel it was a pretty harsh decision. There didn't seem to be a lot in it. To be I, 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 it looked it looked like a sort of man on. It looked like Calabria went on to the man rather than mm-hmm. man went on to him. I know it was like a. It was one of these great trailing leg ones, wasn't it? It was where the first foot that made the tackle didn't seem to make much yeah. contact, but the back leg did, and I don't know how. He, you know, as you see, it's just it's funny. I think that you know, I was hearing today. I think that that the um, Serie A referees are allegedly going to referee in a more British fashion and let the game flow and not, you know, not call back these yeah. sort of things and and the handballs. But let's, you know, we'll not dwell on that one because I don't think it takes the sort of uh, our Diddy Prize for duff decision of the. Of the no. week, um, unfortunately, um, I, I think there was a, I think there was a worse one. If I mean, do you want to run us through it, Marco? It came in in Sampdoria yeah. against Atalanta. Yeah, and uh, and I think the score was nil nil at the at the time. And um, Samp, a ball is played over the top to the right hand side of the box. Uh, you know, there is a there is a contact between two players, but didn't look like a foul. Ball was cut back, and Caputo scores and they go to VAR which is the you know it's meant to be a clear and obvious error that you go to VAR for and when you look at the replay it's hard to see any error never mind a clear and obvious error there like I say there was contact between the two players but it didn't look like a foul football is a contact sport it almost looked like the Atalanta player was sort of falling back into the samp I can't remember who the who the players were but yeah, it, it was a it was a ridiculous decision. Uh, frankly, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I felt that as well. I watched it from a number of angles, and it was one where, like, I mean, an arm was sort of up. Yeah, but it didn't appear to make any contact with it. Maybe with his shoulder, certainly not with his face. And then it was the class. I mean, it looked to me like the classic optimistic tumble that Italian yeah, defenders exactly, often yeah. take in the hope that they're going to get a free kick. You know that oh. oh I've made a mess of this. I'd better fall over and and hear this time. It, I mean, incredibly, if it'd been the referee that had given it, then that was one thing. But for them to go to yeah. replay and and give it, and then as you say, it was early in the game. 
I mean, who knows how the, things might have unfolded exactly the same, but, uh, you know, Atalanta then go on and, and win the game. So you'd have to feel aggrieved if you're a, a Samp fan who, on first evidence, early evidence, look like they're going to have a tough season again, then, you know, they'd be wanting to um, get at least a point out of a game out of a game like that. And, you know, an early goal would have given them a, a foothold to do that. Whereas VARs intervene, but I suspect it's probably not going to be the first or the, well, it is the first, but it won't be the last time that we're discussing this this season because we spent we spent forever doing it last season as as well, and it doesn't seem to have changed. As I say, this this lighter touch or whatever is not not in evidence as far as as far as I could see. And it, as you say, Mark, we're just starting this recording again on the Sunday night after games have finished we'll get to Serie B in a minute but in Serie A it was a chance to clap eyes on Roma and see if they if they were the real deal now I know you were obviously otherwise occupied but I mean, what have you thought of of Roma's um, transfer policy this this summer and the, the players that they've brought in, do, do you think they can make a real, it's a lot of points to make up, I think we're 25 points off the, yeah. but do you think they can be title contenders genuinely this season? I, I don't know about title contenders but I definitely think they've improved a lot, I think the signings that they've made have been good signings and um, I think especially with someone like Mourinho it can be that sort of second season where his ideas start to start to properly um, be taken in by the squad and everything, and he's built. He's clearly, you know, he's building his own squad now around the players that were there. So um, I think they will be improved this season. I didn't see the game tonight, so I, d- I don't know how good or bad they were tonight. But uh, yeah, to me, although there is a big gap in the points to make up, I don't actually think there's a huge step to make for for any of these teams to to you know be at the level yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. Milan or 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 Inter really um yeah. but that's me being <laughs> putting on my slightly depressed about yeah, Serie A. Yeah well although I mean I think I mean Milan made up a pretty big gap last season from the mm-hmm. from the previous season as well so it shows it it can it can be done as you see I, I watched well I had one eye on that game and one eye on the Venezia game tonight I mean it's, <laughs> which wasn't straightforward um but but you know it, it it looked Roma looked decent they didn't look brilliant but then Salerno not to bring back more bad memories for you but it's not an easy place to to go and Get a result, no. or it's not an easy place to go. As it turned out, yeah, for, exactly, yeah. <laughs> for for Venezia, but um, you know, it's it's not an easy place to go and get a result. They got a result, and they certainly, you know, when they're bringing on Wijnaldum and Matic, you think, well, you know, it it, it was a kind of they didn't overly impress. They didn't play beautiful football, but then I think that's not what you expect really from a Mourinho team. But they did get the job done, you know, and so that I think he has got a team right enough that. Can get the job done, and as you say, the 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 level you're aiming to be probably to win the title in Italy is not it's certainly not as high as winning a Champions League, you know. So so maybe the gap can be bridged. So tonight, I thought was a a, a stepping stone to that. I, I wouldn't you couldn't judge them this early, but you know they avoided a potential banana skin. They looked pretty solid, and there's a lot of. Chat. It's funny if you speak to Juventus fans, they would say, uh, you know, 
they'll never win it with Dybala. He's not a leader. He's not a man yeah. to build a, a team around. But, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think this this will be the proof of that particular pudding. If he can, if he can go to Roma and maybe not win them the title, but if he can certainly, you know, make them title contenders. Um, and, you know, and, and he's got that kind of exclusive role, whereas at Juventus, maybe you're always one of a number, whereas there, I think he is an undoubted star in, in that. Not that yeah, they don't I, have good players, but, you know, I think the team's no, built No, I, I think, I think that makes a massive difference. The, the, the fact is that at Juve, he was never the player which they built their team around. And in Roma... I mean, they have got other good players, obviously, but he is he is going to be a focal point for them. And that can make players like him who have that potential, you know, it can it can be this final piece in the jigsaw, jigsaw that makes them um, take that step up and, and take on that responsibility. Now, as you say, we don't know if he will or not, but I think, it, to me, out of, out of all the clubs he was linked with, I think this was his best move because I think... You know, at Inter, he would again be one of many. Um, here, he will have to take responsibility. But if he's able to do that, then it could be a could be a great move. For yeah, him. it's the right sized club, I think, mm-hmm. for him. That's and, and uh, staying in Italy, you know, then it gives him something to him. and it would shut up a few Juventini as well. I dare say, if he could, if he could lead them to 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 something to something special. Uh, another team that there's been a lot of chat about. Um, pre-season is Monza um, people excited to see to see them coming up they've spent a fair bit of money and we got the treat of uh, seeing Galliani and Berlusconi back in the back in the stands again I have to say I mean an advantage uh, speaking as a baldy man that Galliani looks exactly the same as he did <laughs> 30 years ago when he was when he was at Milan I mean Berlusconi you can see that you know some work's been done it's not quite you know he's looking a bit more frail the the days of Boonga Boonga maybe <laughs> maybe maybe behind him but when I saw Galliani's face when they, when they you know as the crowd panned to the crowd to show his face um, it, it was it was like going back in time, but it didn't get off to a great start um, for them. I, I don't know if you saw any of that game at all, Marco. But the, the highlight for me was I don't know if it's possible to score a thunder bastard from one yard out, but but in uh, Antonio Sanabria for Torino for some reason the ball sort of floated up to him at the back post, and instead of just nodding it in, which looked like an option, he went full airborne kung fu kick and thundered shot past I mean I think if anything had gotten its way the goalkeeper, perhaps there was an element of that, he wanted to put the wind up, yeah. the, up the Monza goalie I, I don't know, but um, and it was interesting because I, I thought it was interesting because Torino have had a, a tormented um, summer which I alluded to in, in the intro there obviously the, the bust up between their coach and, and one of the backroom staff and then they've lost just about every yeah. good player. Well, not every good player, but you know they've lost key players in, in the likes of Bremer and Belotti or whatever. And yet they they were I watched the highlights of that game and they, it looked like they were well well strong enough. But I mean that I suppose maybe brings us round to the difficulties of stepping up from from Serie B, which you which you know a bit about. And now maybe we can go on to the difficulties of. Stepping down to down to Serie B, Mark. I mean, we, we need to talk about Kelvin 
Uh, you boy. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got, I've, yeah, I've got a couple of things to say about him. But, yeah. but before you move on yes. from Monza, I yes. would say that that, um, that yeah, is you know, there's a there's a certain romanticism for any Serie A fan who who followed football, particularly in the nineties and stuff, um, to see Berlusconi and Galliani in the stand. But I think no matter who the club is, that step up is a bigger step than it appears. And if you don't pretty much make wholesale changes, then it can be pretty difficult to to find your footing in Serie A. Now, Galliani is obviously an expert in terms of knowing the sorts of players you need and all this sort of stuff. But I'd, he's trying to build a team to stay up, at least. I know he's said, I think he said, that isn't the goal. The goal is to get into Europe or something but I mean you know initially they'll have to try and stay up and it's never never going to be easy but it'll be interesting to see how they progress uh, during the season but yeah, um, yeah Venezia uh, obviously we're playing Genoa tonight in Serie B Genoa are the favourites for the uh, the division and we um, Venezia had 13 players out with Covid in midweek in the cup um, so uh, they all recovered, but you know how fully they recovered. Who knows? But so it was a bit of an unknown thing going into the game, and I have to say, the first half it looked like we were suffering from something because <laughs> um, Genoa were were pretty dominant and deservedly took a lead. But second half, I thought we had a bit more fight. We made some changes. We for, for a start, we didn't play our left back haps at left wing like we had in the first half, um, and took off Tasman and stuff, which is always a good move. Um, and, yeah, it, it, it looked like it might be hopeful, but then, as you said, Kelvin Yeboa popped up in the 87th minute, which, for anyone that followed Venezia last season, it would be a familiar thing that we let in a goal late in a game to, 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 to condemn ourselves. Um, and the frustrating thing about him as well is that we're losing Aramu to Genoa, and I think he had been linked with us in some way in terms of that deal, but we decided to not go for him annoyingly. And of course, he then scores <laughs> scores the winner against us. And then to top it all off, uh, we managed to equalise in the ninety fourth minute. But VAR rules it out fairly. It has to be said, Chernigoy was offside. But you had that moment of 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 thinking that. Maybe this time it would it's be different. It's the hope that it's the hope that kills no. you, Mark. It's yeah. the hope that kills you. Now, I mean, we were discussing before we came on. We can only hope that Chernigov's yellow card that he got for celebrating a goal that now no longer exists it will be will be rescinded as well because he took exactly. his, he took his top off in in excitement at scoring what looked like a a, a lately equaliser. I watched some of the game. The, the one thing I wanted to ask you, Marco, was what's the the Penzo pitch? What's what's up? with that have they been letting them practice with their gondolas on it or something <laughs> yeah, it, looked, it looked it looked terrible where I, I don't remember it being or or as as the groundsman just taking the huff after getting relegated i don't yeah i don't know is it is it because of the 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 heat that's been over the summer I, maybe I'm not that sure. yeah maybe um, that right enough but um yeah i don't know i, I thought to sort of offer an assessment of where we are and what is in store I, like I was hoping to see more of a change from last season um, but I didn't see much of a new belief we did create a bit more in the second half 
but and it's obviously going to take time for some of these new players to bed in. So it's, I suppose, a bit early to say. But I would hope that we start. I, I didn't get a sense of the type of football that um, uh, our new manager wants to play, and he's meant to be this attacking manager who came uh, from uh, Sud Tirol and you know had scored loads of goals and stuff. And I didn't see much evidence of that style of play tonight. But uh, as I say. Players recovering from COVID yeah, up against the favourites in the league, yeah, so, so you've got to give it, got to give it time, and, and hopefully things will, you, you things do, will change. You do. I mean, I did, I did feel. I mean, obviously, I follow your Twitter feed, and through the summer, it seemed the the, the biggest transfer news that got the biggest cheers from you was the players you were letting go, rather <laughs> than anyone that was coming in. You seemed to be very pleased to be seeing the back of a few people, but there didn't seem to be any great, um, great acquisitions. Come, coming in. I, I, I mean, I thought the, the Pierini that that played. He, he mm. looked, he looked reasonably sharp. But um, and you know who else looked quite sharp? Okereke that was yeah, he managed to score yeah. a goal against Fiorentina as yeah, well. No. I thought that was he, he took it very nicely as well. So uh, you know, a bit of a painful, a painful memory that one. But I mean, Serie B just to broaden it out. Finally, before we before we sign off, I mean Genoa. Favorites? Did they did they look worthy favorites to you tonight? Would you say are there other teams in there that you think can can cause them a headache? I mean, I, I think I think they just look like the team that's got the most options to change a game and things like that when they need to. So I didn't think they were leagues ahead of us tonight by any means, but um, that you know they they've spent the most and. They've got the most expensive squad, and so you know, I just think that they probably will end up being up there. Or whether they're automatically promoted or not, I'm not sure. I, st- I still think, you know, I think Ascoli seemed to have started quite well. They were quite good against us in the cup, and um, uh, the, you know, Cagliari didn't have a brilliant start to the season, but um, I, w- I would expect them to do pretty well. and I'm interested to see how Parma do, given their pretty mediocre season last season. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, not not just because Venezia are in there, but it is a stacked old division yeah. this time. You've got, you know, you've got your Palermo's, and then Como seem to be very ambitious mm-hmm. too. Brescia, there's there's quite a lot of you know biggish names for for Serie B. So I mean, the one thing that's for sure is it's going to be a tough old battle if if um, if Venezia are to get out of it um, straight away and, and bounce back it will certainly not be it will certainly not be easy because there are a lot of, a lot of strong a lot of strong teams in there but I mean we'll keep people up to date with that throughout the throughout we the will. season we'll and keep... I'm hoping that sometimes this season I'll actually be happy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well you know I did think when when Dennis Johnson scored I thought Marco we said he was a Serie B player and then <laughs> exactly. and then that was that was true but then unfortunately then contrived to miss not not a sitter but you know he did miss a really good mm-hmm. chance to 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 salvage a point and sort of uh, reverted to type if if you will and in, in, in true johnson fashion in true johnson fashion and didn't quite and didn't quite manage it but you know he, he did but in, from what i saw of him at that level he looked more more devastating, more of an impact player than he ever looked you know you could see flashes or something in serie a but in serie b Against where you know where defence are not quite as strong and there's a bit more space, he looked like a man that still could could do a job. 
Well, that's it. I mean, I, I'm wait, I'm still wait, the, the preseason didn't tell us much. The cup didn't tell us anything because we were playing Primavera players, and that's against the supposedly the best team in the league. So I, I will be interested to see over the next few weeks what our actual level is because it, it's quite hard for me to judge at the moment. Um, and it'll be interesting when we play these teams that haven't been relegated from Serie A uh, and see see where we where we end up. So, and if you want to follow that story and see where it ends, please tune in every week. We'll be doing, as I say, we do every Sunday night. We record, and we're there a sort of fast twenty odd minute hit of a, of a look around Serie A and Serie B, and always trying to um, take the side of the slightly smaller teams, I suppose, and give and give that view. So, please share. Um, tell your pals and give us all the likes and love that you can and we'll be back again next week with more of this nonsense yep speak to you then see you Marco